You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter at John Stolness. It is Cowboys Week once again, and this is a big game on Christmas Eve as the Eagles take on the Cowboys in Dallas on Christmas Eve in a game that uh, could determine uh, whether or not the Eagles are able to lock up the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, for the Cowboys, it is desperation time if they want to try and still win the division. Uh, they need to beat the Eagles here and essentially uh, hope for a, a, a cataclysmic uh, series of events for the Birds to befall and for them to basically win out here in order to catch the Eagles as uh, Nick Sirianni's group has a three-game lead right now in the NFC East. So uh, this game probably means a little bit more to Dallas than it does to Philadelphia. And of course, the Eagles will be without uh, the guy who should be the MVP of the league this year, Jalen Hurts. Gardner Minshew getting the start for the Birds, uh, but uh, I think Eagles fans feeling pretty confident heading into this game, even with their backup quarterback, who I will tell you I think is the third best quarterback in the division. I would rather have Gardner Minshew start a game for me right now than Taylor Heineke or Daniel Jones. If, if, for example, like this week, I would rather have Gardner Minshew in there than have Daniel Jones in there or Taylor Heineke in there. That's how that's how competent I think. Gardner Minshew is. So coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. Of course, you all know who RJ is. He does the NFC East mixtape with Brandon Lee Gowton. And of course, uh, he also uh, works on the, uh, N- the SB Nation NFL show, a big podcast that we do every weekday for everybody. So uh, if you don't subscribe to that podcast, you should. But uh, we're going to talk about the Eagles and uh, the Cowboys, the big matchups, all that stuff coming up here in the next few minutes. Just a reminder, I've got a couple of articles out on bleedinggreennation.com this week that you could check out. We just did a big survey of SB Nation and specifically Eagles fans of who they think the biggest competition is in the NFC. Overwhelmingly, you guys think it's the 49ers. So uh, go to bleedinggreennation.com. You can check out the story that I have up there. Uh, got posted on Friday explaining why the 49ers are the team to fear here in the NFC playoffs. I've also uh, written a couple other things this week that you'll want to check out as well. So go to bleedinggreennation.com and you'll catch up on all the latest Eagles news, notes, and rumors there. And we've got a lot of other podcasts on the feed as well. So uh, check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts. All of the different podcasts we have here at Bleeding Green Nation. And joining me to talk about this Eagles-Cowboys game coming up on Christmas Eve is R.J. Ochoa. Of course, you know who R.J. Ochoa is. You know him from the Ocho, the SB Nation NFL show, the NFC East mixtape, and the editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, the SB Nation Cowboys site. You hear him all the time here on the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed, so we figured why not this podcast as well. Uh, R.J., welcome back to Eye on the Enemy, buddy. How are you? John, it's great to be here with you. Um, you have the, the most 
wonderfully baritone voice of anybody I've ever known um, in my life. And so um, to hear it baritone, here, yeah. Um, yeah, right ahead of Christmas time, it's just, it's setting the mood. Um, you know, you're like a, an audio version of a cup of hot chocolate. I've been referred to as the sports podcasting version of Burl Ives on many occasion, and uh, happy to happy to once again um, give the listeners the the deep baritone, the deep bass here um, on this on this podcast. So I appreciate that, buddy. Thank you very much. It's uh, of course always a, it's always a pleasure. Uh, and you can follow RJ on Twitter at RJ Ochoa, by the way. Uh, so RJ. Uh, this game was looking like it had a lot of juice a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then the Cowboys falter last week against the Jaguars and uh, the Eagles have uh, Jalen Hurts uh, and Jalen Hurts injury to deal with. And he's not going to play uh, the Eagles with a three game lead on the Cowboys in the division. Uh, how much juice do you think this game has right now? How, how fired up are Cowboys fans for this game? You know, um, it's probably the last home game for the Cowboys of of the season. I think that that is a relevant factor. Their final two regular season games on the road, and they're obviously very likely um, going to be a wild card team. It, it's certainly possible that they would host a playoff game, but but a lot of crazy stuff would have to happen. Um, so I think that that's a factor. Like Christmas Eve, whatever. I, I think that like kind of the low hanging fruit things are are real. But um, the moment that that you know Dallas lost to Jacksonville, it just kind of you know, everything dissipated. And uh, it was a really kind of chaotic, emotional experience. Um, in fact, I, I got the graphic wrong on our um, on our postgame score because I was so caught up in everything after the Cowboys lost. Um, you know, about halftime when the Cowboys had that 17-point lead, you know, Philly was struggling with, with Chicago. So you were kind of allowing yourself to dream, right? Like, well, who knows? You know, what this yeah. this game, whatever, blah, blah. But everything turned so so quickly. And so the way I've, I've kind of looked at it all week is, um, you know, the the – I guess like contentious part of it, you know, was gone from the moment that Dallas lost. Um, obviously a little bit more steam exited after the Jalen Hurts news. Um, and then I think the the more you've kind of thought about it, you realize that these teams could very well meet in the playoffs. And so that, that also inhibits anything that, you know, you may or may not see this particular week. And so um, it's the most awkward Cowboys Eagles game of my life. Um, and, and that's because there have been some, <laughs> some very strange ones, but, um, it is Cowboys Eagles and, and it's a, a great way to tie a bow on AT&T stadium over what has been a really fun season. So I'd say hype level is, is kind of, you know, maybe six to seven out of 10, but, but you do have moments where it feels like the standard nine, 10, um, that an Eagles week normally yeah. has. Yeah. And, and I know you've talked about this online. I've, I'm sure you've talked about it on, on the many podcasts that you do, but uh, I've been seeing a lot of your responses to Dallas fans who are, who are dooming and glooming. I mean, and, and I, for, as an Eagles fan, as someone who's kind of set aside from it, I, I can get it. I can see where Cowboys fans heads are at right now, because the, the Cowboys do have a history of kind of coming up short of not playing to their full potential. I mean, you've got last year's playoff loss to the 49ers at home, still fresh in your heads and you're steaming towards this game against the Eagles and, and fighting with them for the number one seed. And, and then you barely beat um, the Texans in, in the game where you, you really just survived a, a terrible performance and then uh, blow a big lead to the Jaguars Two two teams you really need to beat if you're going to be considered an upper echelon team. And so the reaction from Cowboys fans makes some sense to me because it does kind of feel like, Oh, here we go again, right? The wheels are kind of falling off. They should have lost the Texans games. They did lose the Jaguars game. Uh, they're, they're backing into the playoffs. I've seen, I saw you respond to a couple tweets saying that. So just kind of how, have, how have your interactions been with, with a fan base, that seems to be losing confidence. And it was it fair to say they're losing confidence in, in the, in the team right now? 
Oh yeah, John. I mean, the the Jaguars broke um, a lot of Cowboys fans. I think um, you know. Uh, I I promise I don't come here to to placate or or you know sort of suck up to to the many you know BGN radio listeners, but um, uh, as a whole. But I mean, um, th- this last week has shown how how mentally fragile some Cowboys fans are. Um, in that you know one one you know granted prominent gust of wind but one blow of the wind um has really kind of sent them off their rockers i do think um and again this this may be um is a, another stroke for for eagles fans um that philadelphia's success is a big reason for that you know if if philly were just your kind of average run in the mill you know even 10 and 4 9 and 5 team at this point in time i think cowboys fans would feel very good i mean they were 10 and 4 a year ago and i, I think you would probably acknowledge that a year ago at this time cowboys fans were were walking and talking a lot more tall um than they are right yes. now um, and so that context is important. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, I think people are really triggered. Um, and, and what annoys me is, um, you know, the, the idea that, um, you know, the way they collapsed against the, the Giants in the division around in 07 has any sort of correlation to what is happening here. And I understand that, you know, they're, they're just at a point as a franchise where it's it's the same old, same old until it's not, right? I mean, the, what was the, mm-hmm. you would know better than me, the Cubs broke a, what, 108-year drought? I mean, yeah. um, it doesn't happen until it happens. And so I get right. that. Um, but, yeah, you, people said they backed into the playoffs because they technically clinched when the Commanders lost. They clinched a playoff spot with three weeks to go. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know how that's that's backing into anything. Um, and... and you mentioned these last two weeks. It's it's so strange, and, and not, you can't have a contextual conversation with anybody, but they, they played so much better against the Jaguars than they did the Texans. And that's why it, I'm not encouraged, but but I'm certainly not panicking. Um, granted, they lost that game, but um, th- their last two losses ha- have both featured double-digit blown leads that, that ultimately came in overtime on the road. And I know yeah. that sounds like coping, um, but it's true that it took – a comedy of errors both times for them to lose their two games that they have since Dak Prescott returned. And, and I will tell you this, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's emerging as, as one of the better young quarterbacks in the AFC and, and in the NFL. There's no joke about the fact that he's improving this year. He has a, a head coach in Doug Peterson who is starting to get more out of him. And they have a, they have a cast uh, that, that can score. Although, it is surprising that they did it in the way they did it against this Cowboys defense. And that's where I want to focus uh, to, to start off here. Uh, looking at the Cowboys defense, I, I know there are a number of issues uh, injury wise, especially in the secondary. Um, what happened? How, what, what's going on right now with, with the Dallas defense that they were, that they were taken advantage of in such a, in such a big way in the second half against Jacksonville. You know, I think it started um, when the Cowboys beat the Lions, which was the first game that Dak came back. Jordan Lewis, their, their starting nickel corner, um, was lost for the season in that game. But Dallas has, has honestly replaced him really admirably with with a fifth-round rookie in Deron Blanin, so they haven't really felt the loss there. Uh, but they did lose a few weeks ago Anthony Brown, who's their starting corner opposite of, uh, of Trayvon Diggs. And people may or may not remember Anthony Brown, part of the Dak and Zeke draft class. So he's been around for a while um, and, and kind of always – you know, over-criminalized, underrated, you know, never truly as bad as Twitter makes him seem. Um, but, you know, so everybody's been been quick to suggest that Kelvin Joseph, last year's second-round pick, um, could, could be an option to replace him for a long time. And he's just been so bad. I mean, and, and he's a 
he has a really questionable off the field um, sort of resume at, to, to be mild. Um, he's, he's a horrible football player. And, and the fact that Dallas spent their second round pick on him a year ago is, is, is kind of a tough situation, but they have no option. I mean, they, they have nobody to rely on outside, outside of him. Uh, no pun intended. And so that has made them weak. We, we've seen them be attacked um, in that sense over and over and over again. And early on last week, you know, this Cowboys defense, like Philly, had some trouble against the run early on, stabilized after they traded for Jonathan Hankins. He got hurt. And then early against uh, Jacksonville, Leighton Vanderish got hurt. And somebody else who who I think um, people kind of took for granted a little bit, um, he should be back for the playoffs. But but without him, they're they're forced to rely on Anthony Barr. Uh, and Doug Peterson really liked that and um, and really took advantage of that. And so um, they're, they're just dealing with injuries. And um, everybody wants to, to say that Dan Quinn deserves all of the credit for, for what the Cowboys have done the last two years. But he hasn't found a way to mitigate all of that. Well, that takes us to the matchup against the Eagles this week. Uh, it seems as though the, the 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 issue could be trying to match up against Devontae Smith or or Quez Watkins in this one. I mean, it's not, I mean you you don't if you're the Cowboys, you don't really worry about Trayvon Diggs against AJ Brown. Although Brown could still you know break a couple of big plays. He's one of the best wide receivers in football. Diggs is one of the best cornerbacks in football. But the other side of the field, they're going to have to match up uh, with with uh, Devontae Smith and with Quez Watkins. And then you, the Leighton Vander Esch injury. Uh, is is going to be an issue with Dallas Goddard coming back this week, right? I mean, is is there how do how are the Cowboys going to attack an Eagles offense that will look different this week without without all those RPOs? You know, I think that they have have really kind of found themselves um, on defense when you know they're not blitzing. I mean, Dan Quinn is certainly known to, um, to send a safety here and there, uh, but you know, Micah Parsons has is kind of. I wouldn't say drawn criticism. I, I don't think that could ever happen, but uh, people have started to wonder where he's been. He's been a, a bit on a milk carton, um, so to speak, um, over the last few weeks. And uh, finally, you know, hadn't had a sack against the Colts or the Texans, but did get one early on against Trevor Lawrence. And so I think Dallas is really just going to rely on him. Uh, one of their their other prominent pass rushers, uh, Sam Williams, uh, rookie second round pick this year, uh, was involved in a car accident on Thursday. Um, he does seem to be all right. And, and thankfully, he and the other person involved are okay. Uh, but the Cowboys are, are kind of mum on whether or not he'll play. And so it's really just a matter of can you get home? Can you get home with four against uh, against a prominent Eagles offensive line? That's 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 kind of been their bread and butter. And um, Demarcus Lawrence is a pro bowler. He's having a great season. I know he loves to or people love to kind of criticize him as well. Uh, but it's, it's going to come down to that. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, I mean, this is a team that is maybe – as far as running backs are concerned, because I don't mean to overlook Jalen Hurts' value, might be the best running team in the NFL. Again, independent of quarterback play. Um, Zeke Kelly and Tony Pollard are, are just operating at a high level. I think that's that's the game Dallas wants to play. I mean, they really want to dominate the trenches on both sides of the ball. I know that's fence riding and cliche and, and tails all this time, but but that's who they've been this year. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, if they can, and, and they've had success in the past with Elliott. He always, no matter where, where he is in his career, he always seems to do damage against the Eagles. But Pollard and Elliott are, are certainly uh, going to be uh, a priority for the for the Eagles' to, defense to, to try and get a, get a hold of, because we've seen this defensive line just get after the quarterback these last few weeks. And and let's let's look at this matchup with the with the Eagles defensive line against kind of a makeshift Cowboys right side of the offensive line, right? I mean there's there's a little bit of a mix and match going on with uh with Jason Orlf and Justin Jason Peters uh getting some action at at right tackle and um you know they've been moving some guys in and out. They've they've had some injuries and a steal going out was certainly was certainly a blow. Uh how does that matchup stack up when you look at what the Eagles' defensive ends and the edge rushers and Javon Hargrave are doing right now? 
You know, that's where I think, um, you know, it, it's going to be really hard for me to feel good about anything Dallas does defensively in this game, right? Like, I, you know, Devontae and AJ could combine for zero catches, and I would have a hard time feeling proud of that, you know, on, on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, but if the Cowboys' offensive line is able to withstand Philadelphia's pass rush, I'll, I'll feel pretty good. Um, and, you know, Dallas brought back Tyron Smith last week. It was his first game of the year after his, his horrible hamstring injury prior to training camp. Um, and, and because of the, the wonky road they've taken to this point, he's, he's now they're starting right tackle. And, and he hadn't played the position since his rookie year. Um, and so, yeah, Jason Peters did kind of relieve him a little bit. But but the reason Dallas, you know, kind of went at it slowly last week was this is the group that they envision carrying them through a hopeful playoff run is Tyler Smith at left tackle Tyron Smith at right and so I wouldn't be stunned if Tyron plays the whole game that the, the whole goal was was to kind of understand you know this week against the Eagles what this offensive line can can do how how well it can hold up and so um that that is the the thing I'm most fascinated to see and for what it's worth Tyron Smith again first first time there in 11 years um played right tackle well although it's, it's certainly one thing to do it against Jacksonville versus Philadelphia but um they are put together with some some you know not quite steel reinforcements uh, obviously they did lose Terrence Steele but uh, they're more formidable than than any of us were willing to give them credit for at the beginning of the season they have really found a way to dig in and survive um, and they've earned the benefit of the doubt from us in that sense well RJ last question here for you the Eagles obviously going with Gardner Minshew at starting quarterback I think if the uh, the Eagles had Jalen Hurts the Cowboys would be about a one-point favorite last I saw the line was uh, about four points uh, it was up to six at one point but with Dallas Goddard coming back that line came down regardless the Cowboys are favored to win this game it is their last home game of the season, as you mentioned, and uh, this game, I don't know that it matters as much to the, it matters more to the Cowboys, I'm sure, than the, than the Eagles. How do you see this all shaking out on Sunday, on Saturday afternoon? You know, it's a really weird game. Um, you know, like I said, the, the most awkward Cowboys-Eagles game that I can remember, and, and I understand that there's a lot on the line for Philly, uh, what with the division and the one seed. Um, you know, the Cowboys have a lot of pride to play for. And, and again, you know, this is probably the last time they'll play a game um, in this building until until next year, which is really crazy to think about how fast all this tends to fly by. I just I have a hard time seeing the Cowboys lose to to, to the Gardner Minshew led Eagles. And, and that's not said with any sort of disrespect. I just think um, I, I think that they're they're kind of ready and willing to show up and show out. And um, and I don't think that they're ready to, to kind of be eliminated from anything quite yet. Not that, you know, anybody is ever at any point. Um, but I'll take the Cowboys, um, you know, it's probably a, a stressful game um, in a lot of senses just because that's the way these things tend to go um, I hope it's a lot of fun and, and I really hope more than anything that um, you know whenever these teams do meet again whether it's in the division around or not until next season I hope that um, it's a higher quality game and that we aren't dealing with these weird extenuating circumstances because this rivalry is so much fun um, and, and it's better when we can enjoy it at, at its highest quality um, sort of rate and so um, you know that's that's what I really really want but uh, before that I really want the Cowboys to get this win obviously but um, really looking forward to it and and really sad that uh, that the regular season matchups between the Cowboys and Eagles are over. We always enjoy working with you guys uh, here at BGN. And so, um, you know, we're, we're all part of the SB Nation family. And, and I want to wish all of you uh, very happy holidays and, and Merry Christmas. Um, you know, health, wealth and happiness to you guys uh, in every sense. But but pure and utter absolute sports misery is what I wish upon all of you. Um, and of course, I'm obligated to remind you all that the Houston Astros defeated the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series. Thanks a lot, John. Love you guys. All right, well, let me give you my prediction here. The line tells you, and the fact that the the Eagles don't have Jalen Hurts tells you that the Cowboys probably should win this game. It's a home game for the Cowboys. They need it more than Philadelphia does, and the Cowboys are a very talented team. 
I know the loss to the Jaguars last week was hilarious and hysterical. We were all thrilled to see it happen. The Eagles gave them cheesesteaks, gave the Jaguars cheesesteaks as a thank you, and it really has put a lot less pressure on this game uh, for the Eagles to win, obviously. I think if the Eagles needed to win this game, Jalen Hurts would play, as I mentioned a minute ago with RJ. Um, But they don't. They, They only need to win one of their next three. That being said, this Eagles team top to bottom is better than the Cowboys team top to bottom. This week, the Cowboys will have a big advantage at quarterback, but we've also seen Dak Prescott struggle in recent weeks. He's looked great at times. He's also a guy who will throw interceptions. Now, Dak Prescott has had a lot of success against the Eagles in his career. The Eagles have gotten him a couple of times, but for the most part, Dak Prescott has had a lot of success against Philadelphia. And, of course, he didn't play in the first game between these two teams earlier in the year. So the Eagles have not gotten a good look at him. Dallas has a good offense. The defense is kind of an enigma. Again, we talked about the injuries just a minute ago with RJ. Um, Dallas still trying to figure it out, and they're trying to figure out some things on the offensive line as well. You'd like to think that the Eagles have some advantages there, matching up Devontae Smith um, with whoever is going to be on him in the number two cornerback spot. Uh, and, uh, you know, looking at the, the Eagles' defensive line against this Cowboys' makeshift offensive line. There are reasons to think the Cowboys can and will win this game. Uh, Again, all the intangibles would point to Dallas winning this game. But I have learned in this 13-1 season not to pick against this football team. This is a special football team. This is a talented team. All of the supporting cast that Jalen Hurts had this year will be in there. Dallas Goddard, of course, we've been talking about, makes his return. They have A.J. Brown. They have Devontae Smith. Both of those guys coming off big weeks offensively. I think you're going to see a big Miles Sanders game. It really is going to be up to the defense to continue to play the way they have these last few weeks, to slow down Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, two guys that often give the Eagles fits. To get an early lead and force Dallas to have to throw the ball, that's what you want to do. So you can let this defensive line just get after him, to go get after Dak Prescott. But Prescott, and to force him into turnovers, Prescott will do that. But Prescott can also be a very stingy player with the ball in certain games. And so you've got to force him to have to go to the air earlier than he would like. And that defensive line has to eat. These guys have to continue to put up the pressures, put up the sacks. They've got to continue to do what they've done over these last three weeks, which has essentially been the best defensive line in football. And they got to match. They got to match the Cowboys sack for sack in this one. Uh, I think this is going to be. This has to kind of follow the same formula of that 2006 Jeff Garcia game. It's an article I wrote this week for Bleeding Green Nation, looking back at the last time the Eagles went into Dallas on Christmas with a backup quarterback having to start, and they won that game easily, 23 to seven. I don't know that it's going to be that easy this time, but the defense needs to put up a performance like the defense did that day against Tony Romo and Terrell Owens and Terry Glenn and Julius Jones and uh, and Witten and, and Mark Witten, not Mark Witten, that's a baseball player. <laughs> of, uh, I'm, and I'm blanking on uh, on Witten's first name now, but the, the great Dallas uh, tight end uh, when he was uh, in his prime. Big win for the Eagles that they absolutely needed to have. The Eagles don't need to win this game, but it sure would be nice to lock it up and get that number one seed home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I'm not picking against the Eagles. I've learned my lesson. I came close to picking against the Eagles a couple of times this year and chose not to do it and was rewarded for not doing it. I think the Eagles 
can score on this Dallas defense. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I'm not sure they get into the 30s, but I think this defense is playing at such a high level right now that they will get to Dak Prescott. They'll force a couple of turnovers. The defense hasn't had many turnovers as of late, and I think they will be able to handle this game relatively comfortably by the end. I think the Eagles win this game 27-20. to All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of Eye on the Enemy. Thank you once again to RJ Ochoa for coming on the podcast with me. And, folks, don't forget to check out BleedingGreenNation.com and the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. All of your Eagles information leading up to this big game are all right there, so make sure you check it out and tell friends about what we've got going on here at BGN. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time here on Eye on the Enemy. G-N. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.